Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on what time you're listening to this. My name is Tori and you're tuned into No Phone Thursday. That was kind of smooth, but I did it about three takes, I'm not going to lie. I was sick of hearing myself fumble on my own intro. Um, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? So, I don't know what is happening in life right now, but every time I go to actually film this episode, film it, it just does not come to pass. So I'm not trying to rush it. I'm not trying to push it. I'm not trying to force it. It's not by force, you know. Um, the camera that I used to film, I dropped it uh, the day before yesterday. And bearing in mind, this is the third time I've bought this camera. I've paid like £300. Please tell me, am I rich? Am I rich, please? Because how have I... This is the third version of the camera I've bought. I've bought three of these cameras and I always drop it. I always drop it. And it just breaks. It's like a little compact. But it's about 300 pounds. About 200 and something pound. Um, and I always drop it when it's open. So then it, the little zen lens bit just gets stuck. And it just, then it just don't work no more. I tried to get it fixed. And the person's like, it's not worth it. It's cost like 500 pounds to fix it. You might just buy a new one. So um, something to do with the motor. If anyone knows how to fix cameras and like motors in cameras, holler at me because I've got three cameras that I can basically fix. I can sell two and, you know, get some money back to pay for the other one and then have a camera that works. Anyways, so that's what I was gonna do. Then I thought I'd do it on my phone because my phone quality is pretty decent, but I've got no space on my phone. Long story. Well, basically I've been filming a lot of stuff that's in the studio. I've been filming a lot of stuff, that stuff that's happening in my studio. And I've also been filming um, statement piece stuff, like just like, you know, like packing orders and all that kind of stuff. I don't know why I haven't posted. I've got so much statement piece pictures and videos. I don't know why I'm not posting on my Instagram, but that's another creative block. Anywho. Um, oh my God, what was I going to talk about? Okay, yeah, so today um, I went to get my boot changed. So I've, re- I've clocked that every single day or every single time I have to go to hospitals to get my boot changed or anything changed, it falls on a Thursday. Because for some reason I ended up in the hot in the hospital and got my boot on a Thursday. So now every appointment is on a Thursday, which is kind of cool because that's my day off. That's my day to kind of like do whatever. So I never usually have anything planned on those days. So um, it kind of works out good. I can just chill, go there in the afternoon and do what I'm doing. Anyways, so I've got my boot changed today. Oh, whoop, whoop, whoop. Um, I'm kind of happy, but I'm kind of a bit like, mm. so basically I've got my boot changed and... Um, what it means, I got a flat bottom, not a flat bottom, but not a flat, not a flat ass, but a flat sole. So it's gone from my curved, if you on my Instagram, you would see me walking around and you've seen like clips of my boot and whatnot. Um, so it, before it had like a curved, a curved sole. Now it's got a completely flat sole and I am on the third change of my boot, meaning I can kind of um, flex my foot to a certain point. Um, it's always been at a point, you know, like it's been a pointed toe, then a then a kind of not pointed toe, and then like a f- like a like a medium flex, and then the next level will be like a full flex, as in I can go completely in an L shape. Um, but they changed my boot today, my my level called um, my sole, and it just felt weird. Like you can feel the resistance because bear in mind, yeah, since the thirteenth of November, my foot has not flexed. I have not flexed my foot. So now it's the point where it's like a semi-flex. You can feel the resistance of like the muscle, like the muscle that's first of all healed. So obviously it's healed, it's healed in a tight position, isn't it? Because you know when you 
point your toe, you, that that muscle that's between your heel and your ankle, the back of your ankle, that muscle that if someone kicks you in the back of that muscle, it really hurts. That's the muscle that I basically ripped. Yeah. Um, that muscle has not been stretched like at all. Obviously it's healed, it's not been stretched. So when I've went to walk, yo, I felt the resistance. I was like, yo, this is scary. So I literally hobbled down the stairs, got a cab. I've hobbled around this whole time because this is the biggest distance has gone and I can feel the resistance. And of course, that's how you rupture it. You rupture it by like over flexing your foot. That's how it ruptures. So I'm like consciously conscious and I'm scared. So it's, I'm glad I'm in a, like a, a flat sole and, you know, I don't have to have a crutch anymore. I am still using a crutch because it's, it's scary. Um, and they'd recommend you use a crutch for a couple of days and then you could just be crutchless after that. So come like Monday, I should be crutchless, but it's still, oh my God, the resistance is so much. So what I'm going to do is because last time I had a, um, Obviously, I've got, I had a physio and the physio was my friend's brother, who's basically my friend, um, Jordan, shouts to you. And um, he gave me a massage last time on my leg. And what that does, obviously, that loosens your muscles in it. So what I'm going to do, and I massage myself every time I have a shower and I'm in a shower and I'm like, obviously, clean or whatever, because I've got a seat in my shower now. Um, I sit down and I have a shower and whatever. Um, I massage, I massage the muscle. What I'm going to do now is um, I want to try and massage my, my, my leg like, two or three times in the day so that it loosens up so I can, you know what I mean? I can actually do that walk. Anyways, that's what I was going to say. But, so that's an update of my boot. And um, I filmed some bits as well. I filmed a lot of bits. I don't know why I don't share it. Well, I do know why I don't share it. I've got to get this out of this whole like social media, you know, block thing in my brain. I need to get out of that. Anyways, um, so what I want to talk today about is about heritage, Yeah. Because on my way back, I was in a car. Obviously, I was in an Uber. Well, actually, I was in a Bolt with uh, a Nigerian guy. I day, oh, I can't remember his name. Anyway, Nigerian dude. Um, married, four kids, you know. Um, really, really cool guy. And we're talking about Nigeria. And he's asking me, well, last, time I went, last time I went to Nigeria. We're talking about what happens to my leg and blah, 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 blah. Um, he asked me what time I went to Nigeria. Last time I went to Nigeria. And um, we're just talking about, you know, like, heritage and culture and stuff like that. And... I remember having these conversations like, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. And it was never the same. It's not the same as it is now. Like, I remember, I remember being young in school. Yeah. And I remember like it not being cool to be African, even though technically all black people are from Africa. You know, it wasn't cool to be like African, like first gen, second gen. It was never cool to be African, it was just like, and it wasn't even like it wasn't cool, you'd get picked on, you'd get like, you know, ostracised for being African, like in, in London, in the UK, do you know what I mean? And I think a lot of it came from the fact that, you know, Africans and Caribbeans never got on, and the fact that I feel like Caribbeans heavily ruled um, in London, mainly because of the, the wind rush, you know, that whole thing, a load of Caribbeans came over here, and of course, they came with their um, their understandings, their beliefs, or whatever of Africans and African cultures, culture, and a lot of those beliefs and the things they knew of were from um, not from fully informed places. You know, like you see things on the news, and you think every person in Africa's you know starving with with wasps on their eyes. Like it's really not. You know what I mean? It's really not that. You see the like 
charity adverts and you think that's what Africa is. You see things on the news and you think that's what Africa is. When Africa is actually hella rich, there's hella, hella rich, <laughs> rich people in Africa. Of course, everything is comes with you know, a pinch of salt. Some places are corrupt, some places aren't. And it's the same for every single country. This country is corrupt, it's just more in your face. Caribbean countries are corrupt. Everywhere's corrupt. There's corruption everywhere. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, it's like the narrative is like, Nigerians are, you know, the most corrupt and Africans are really poor and like, they don't do that. Do you know what I mean? Like all these kind of ideals or ideals that were like, you know, um, fed to people through the media. And then that informed how you treated or how people that were different to you were treated. One thing I always thought about, right, is how close Caribbeans are to like white people um, because there were just certain things that I didn't even understand. And I was like, what? Like, I didn't get it. Okay, so let me give you an example, right? So for me, let me just give you a bit of background. So for me, and for those of you that have listened to past episodes, you will know this already. But for me, um, I'm Nigerian. Both my parents are Nigerian. Nigerian, And, um, you know, that's household I grew up in. Also, at the same time, my godmother is white, white, white British woman, like white, 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 white woman, right? Um, As in like British white. I've known her my whole life. So I've had like an upbringing in African household. You know, I've gone to school and had like Caribbean friends and that. And I've had like my godmother who's like white. I spent a lot of my summers, summer holidays with my godmother, you know, the odd weekend. So I've grown up with her as well. So I know what it is when I'm in her household you act a certain way or you are a certain way or things are a certain way. When I'm in my household, things are a certain way. When I'm in a Caribbean household, things are a certain way. Do you know what I mean? I know there's like three different definitions, there's three different things, right? And I remember like, and the more I spoke to my Caribbean friends and as you get older, there's things you do and the things you see and the things you talk about, right? So I remember working in O2 and there was a woman, right? And um, she, this is super random, but it's gonna make sense, right? And I worked in O2 and there's a woman that used to come in and get like credit on her phone. Yeah, she's a bus driver. Yeah, black black Caribbean woman. And her nails were hella long. When I mean hella long, I mean like they were long. Like, how can I even tell you how long they were? Like, okay, I've got a ruler. I've actually got a ruler. They were like six, seven centimetres. Easy. Like you figure out what six, seven centimetres are. They, they were long. And I remember like my friend who used to work with me, she's Caribbean, and she was like, how do you clean yourself? Like, how do you, how do you bathe? And she's like, yeah, you just get the flannel and you're just, you know, you're just, you know, your body and, and, you know, them thing there. And I was just like, flannel? Like, you get your cloth and your, your cleaning cloth and your, I said, your cleaning cloth? Is like, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, my friend, you know, she was like, you know, like, your flannel was like, flannel? I was like, you don't use a flannel? And then, like, because I remember thinking, like, this is how you look clean yourself, like, with a, with a flannel. And then, like, it was like, yeah, and I didn't remember thinking, Ain't that how white people clean themselves? Like, that's how my grandmother cleans herself with a flannel. Like, my grandmother's white. In my brain, it was like, white people use the flannel and black people use the sponge. That's That was just my understanding, right? And so now it's like, wait, white people use a flannel, Caribbean use a flannel, and Africans use a sponge, yeah? And of course, there's all different types of sponges, like, that they're like, like the first of all the sponge we use there's like two different versions it's like one that's kind of looks like straw which is proper rough on your skin if you never use it before it's rough on your skin but yo 
that thing gets you clean, clean. And there's another one, which is kind of like, looks like a net. Um, it's like, you never gets moldy. You never like, do you know what I mean? It's proper, like super hygienic. Um, and people are like, why use a net? Like fam, it's better than using a flannel. A flannel is a towel. Yeah. A, a flannel is a towel. You are using a wet towel on your skin. And this is no disrespect, but I don't understand how you feel clean. Like I do not feel clean with using a, using a, a mini towel or a micro towel on my body. Like a sponge, like you, you get in your skin. Like you, you know what I mean? You see the dirt run off. Like it's so mad to me. And I remember the first, you know, couple of years, like going um, to my godmother's and using a flannel in her house and then going home, like, you know, spend a weekend with her, going home and then, you know, like scrubbing myself because it's like, I don't even feel clean to the point where I started taking like a, my own, I got my own sponge in my godmother's house because, a flannel just don't make sense to me. Like it just didn't, di- just never felt clean. Just didn't, it's just too soft. It's just like rolling over your skin. And one thing I did, yeah, my friend Gemma, I was talking to this about her like a couple of months ago, um, or no, last year. And, I, and she, I was telling her about it. And she's like, what? So I told her about this sponge, this kind of like netting sponge, whatever. So you can go to any hair shop. You see it hanging, hanging in a shop. You can get it, you know, clean. She literally was like, she got it. <laughs> she went home she used it she said oh my days Tori I dashed my flannels away all of them I dashed away like what this is the thing I said fam you don't even know what the thing is there's a next thing but this is definitely the thing so I remember thinking like culturally like b- being confused for like a really long time about like just assuming that every black person just did the same thing do you know what I mean like you this is how we clean this is what we use for this this is what do you know what I mean so many things I was just like so unaware of um and it, I had a lot of cultural confusion I would say um for me especially the fact that after a certain time you know my godmother my my aunt who's like one of my favorite aunts she married a Jamaican man and I went to live with them which I've told you guys already and um so in that household it was different because it was Jamaica it was Jamaican like it was Caribbean that household was heavily Caribbean the food was Caribbean everyone talked to Patois including my aunt she, if you meet my aunt now you you would never know she was Nigerian like she like like she was born in Jamaica like heavy heavy like going in that house I didn't understand what people were saying for the first like month I don't know what no one's saying it's heavy heavy patois do you know what I mean and that household you acted different in that household to in my household you know what I mean African household and even like even other African homes it was different like it was a lot of crazy confusion like a lot of things that you know even in school in college and whatever like you'd be ashamed to say like, oh, you're African or like, you know, we have this food or we do this, that you would be ashamed or you'd, you'd, you, as an African, you would know what it is um, to be ostracized from primary school, from secondary school, from like when you're young. So to even talk about certain things or African things outside of your African groups, you was afraid to do it because you didn't want to be penalized. You didn't want to be seen as different because it was like the Caribbean black experience was the standard, was seen as a standard, like, black experience do you know what I mean like that's how black people are and and I understand and I understand why um certain people always say um you know I'm I'm Caribbean like certain guys or even women girls would say like they're they're from you know Jamaica or they're from like whatever they would say other countries other than their African heritage because they were ashamed they didn't want to be you know what I mean and it was it was really mad for me like for a long time like I'll I, you know, my parents, my mum and that, like, 
as far as I'm concerned, as far as I remember, they're proud to be Nigerian. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're proud. Like, they made sure we pronounced our Nigerian names properly. Like, not Ade Tutu. It's Ade Tutu. You know what I mean? Like, you'd pronounce it properly. Like, and now I've, I'm proud of, like, you know what I mean? Like, saying my name, knowing... We always knew what our names meant, but, like, knowing the culture and knowing, like, the historical parts of our names, but, like, of course, not wanting to be an outcast in school. Do you know what I mean? Like, even certain hairstyles, there was so much, like, that made us culturally, like, you know, like, ashamed. You know what I mean? And and I was talking to this guy in, in this in, in on my way back from the hospital today, and I realised today... Or maybe I only just realized today, but for a long time I felt I've I really feel proud to be Nigerian. Like and like I said before, it wasn't like I was ashamed. I just didn't want to be, you know, ostracized. You didn't want to be picked on or whatever. And of course we were, like we were heavily picked on. I think the fact that we have a, a pretty simple surname worked in our favour, and that's really sad to say that because our our surname is like two syllables or really simple to say that we were okay and that's sad because it just means what's what's how your name says or or is said or pronounced got to do with anything like do you know what i mean it's really sad but anyway um so i was on the way home talking to this guy i was talking about you know being like going to nigeria and whatever and he asked me like did you like it and that's a lot of africans or nigerians that i've met they always ask you, did you like it? Did you enjoy it? They always, like, want to make sure you're proud, innit? And if you say no, they'll say, oh, you know, they'll tell you why. And if you say yeah, then they're, like, really, you know, on it. Like, either way, they were like, they want to know if you liked it there. Like, being someone who's not from there, as in, like, originally born there, um, they want to know if you liked it. And I was like, yeah, I loved it. Like, I've been twice that I remember. You know, I've been before when I was younger, but I don't remember. I've been twice... And um, I loved it. Like, I want to live there. I want to go out there. You know, I want to get land there. Everything. And he was like, oh, my days. Like, mad excited. And we were talking about things. And, and we were talking about what it's like over there. And, you know, he was saying, like, sometimes, you, you know, it's not safe and certain things. And, you know, depending on where you are, you know, there's not, like, constant electricity and certain things. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like, those were, like, the basic things, right? There's the Victoria Island. There's Omolo. Um, there's Omolo. Oh, what's it called? There's another island in... um in Nigeria as well, um, that is, uh, rich, like, it's freaking rich, like, you think you're freaking LA, like, it's mad, it's mad rich, so it depends on where you go, innit, but, um, I was saying to him when we went, like, Ibadan, we went to Lagos, went to a certain place, and he was like, yeah, yeah, and it was, I felt so proud that I knew, like, places in Nigeria that we've been to, I knew the distinctions, even though it's only two that I can distinctly say, maybe three, that I can distinctly say, I know the difference between, do you know what I mean? Like, but fast forward 10 years ago, five years ago, not even 10 years ago, fast forward five years ago, I didn't know the difference. I didn't know. I just thought Nigeria was Nigeria and Lagos was the capital and that was it. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's all I knew. But now to like, know, like to have memories, to have visions in my brain where I'm like, yeah, this was this and that was there and this happened here and this is what happens here. And if you do this, like, do you know what I mean? So many things I like know. And I know I've forgotten a lot of it, but like to actually have the experiences to actually talk to like, my people, like, talk to other Nigerians about it, especially Nigerian men, because Nigerian men are hella proud, they're ready to tell, you know, Niger- um, Nigerians that are born in Britain, they're ready, they're ready to tell you how you're not Nigerian, they're ready to give you, you know what I mean, like, to school you on certain things, but to have that conversation, like, he was proud, and I was proud, and I was like, yo, like, I'm really excited to have this conversation with you, like, I'm really, like, excited to do it, like, he was talking about his his kids and how only one of his four kids have been, 
um, and he wants to take them, one of them is 19, and blah, 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 and I was like, yeah, man, like, take her, like, you don't need, they need to go for a long period of time, you can't just go for a couple of weeks, it's not enough, you need to really, like, get into it, do you know what I mean, like, ease into the whole process of everything, and of course, depending on where you're gonna go, and we were just chatting, and I, and I left the car feeling like, that was sick, man, like, what, like, and that's the first time, since I've been back, because obviously COVID, you don't chat to a lot of people because of COVID, but that's the first time I've been back that I've talked to someone who isn't related to me about going to Nigeria or even related to me about going to Nigeria and being in Nigeria and, you know, the experiences um, and how I felt um, going and being in Nigeria. That's the first time I've spoken to somebody and I really felt proud. Like, I really felt like I was a part of it. Because I think before... I never really felt like I was Nigerian. Like I never, even now I kind of don't, that might be what my tie is to want to go there and be there. Um, Because for me, my upbringing was very different. Um, And as you guys know, like how how I was treated in my family construct wasn't necessarily the same as my brother and my sister. And the fact that I, you know, had my godmother and I was gone for summers and certain, you know, like certain periods of time with my godmother who's white, as you know, I keep saying. Um, I was over there. So there's a lot of things historically and like culturally that I missed out of. And you think, oh, it's only six weeks out of the year, but it really did make a difference. Like there's certain things my brother and my sister know and I don't know. And I'm like, when did this happen? Like, what is, when is this a thing? Like, what, is this what we do? Like, who's that? Like, who's that? You know what I mean? And I left my family home when I was 16. Um, I moved in, let's go, let's go back. I left the family home when I was like 14 to live with my with my aunt, who I told you is married was married to a Jamaica man. So in that house it was Jamaica, like you know, Caribbean household. I went back home at 15, then left home at 16, and ended up moving in with my godmother who's white. So pretty much up until the age of 13, 14, that's my only, you know, like, you know, at home African you know, like heritage. And even then, you know, you're rebellious at those ages, you're not really listening, you're not really taking things in, no one ain't saying it's cool to be African. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of like resistance at that point. So a lot of things don't go in. So I think for my brother and my sister who were at home much longer, um, even though they went boarding schools and all the rest of it, I feel like I missed out a lot. And I didn't realise that until I reconnected with my family when I was like 19, 20. I didn't realise that I'd missed so much so there was things I was talking about that I I had no idea about you know and because my upbringing was very like all over the place um a lot of confusion so being able to go to Nigeria and talk about these things um and really like in really like delve into the culture and really like understand certain you know certain things of like being Nigerian and you know being Nigerian born in Britain and even my mum who was born there that came that's come to England, gone back, is even a, a, you know, a different experience for her, all that kind of stuff, so I, I really feel like I'm connecting to, like, my roots and my heritage, um, and when people say to you, go back home, like, oh, literally, just go back home, like, whether you're Caribbean, whether you're African or whatever, if you're black or you're, or you're not from this country, as in originally, and they told you to go back home, it's something different. Like, it's something completely different. Like, even if you are, you can't um, trace your heritage back to Africa and you're black, listen, go to Africa. 
Go to somewhere in Africa, wherever you want to go. It doesn't even matter Ghana, Sierra Leone. It doesn't even matter where you go, Nigeria, whatever. It doesn't where you go. Like, it's different. It's a different thing being black in a black country. Because being black in a black country, you're not black, you just are. You say, oh, there's black people. No, there's just people. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's so many different nuances that you don't even realise subconsciously that you are... Or let me talk for myself. There's a lot of nuances that you that I didn't even realise come subconsciously that you're always up against, that you're always thinking about. You're subconsciously always talking about, thinking about whatever. And when you're in a country that is black, and I'm not even talking about America, I'm talking about Africa, black origin countries, yeah, you, you, there's a different level of comfortability. And I'm not going to say you're going to go in and be like, oh, it's all roses because you're a foreign person in a, in a foreign land. Even if you are from these countries, you're foreign, you know, you know, Caribbeans will say, oh, you're foreign, you're foreign. Or however they say, you're foreign. Forget, forgive my, forgive my, (laughs) that really bad, um, Caribbean, um, accent. But like, you're foreign, innit? Like, you're from foreign. They say if you're, you're from foreign, yeah? And then like, and I know that because, Caribbean upbringing um and then you know if you go to Nigeria they'll say like oh yeah you're just not from here we know you're not, we know you're from we know you're a visitor you know we know you're not from here right like and they can tell yeah that's different but being black because if you walk around dress how they dress confident how they come and not open your mouth more time than most people won't know you're, you're not from there do you know what I mean? For, for some reason, Nigerians say your skin looks different. I don't know what they mean by that. But they say your skin looks different when you're over here versus over there. I don't know what that means. But apparently they can spot us a mile away. But in most in most places, if you go around and not, don't open your mouth in any African place and you're dressed like them, walk with confidence, no one ain't going to trouble you. You know, you know what I mean? If you're not walking around like you're lost, like a, like a, like a tourist... Do you know what I mean? No one ain't gonna trouble you because you're black. You're black in a black country. You are just like everybody else. Whereas over here, you are always thinking about that. You are always thinking about, you know, like if I go into the shop, if you interact with someone who's white, if the manager or the till person or whoever, like you're always remembering that you are not from here. This is not for you. Anything in this country was not created for you with you in mind for your greatness. Do you know what I mean? Forget greatness for you, period. So it's like when you go to certain countries, like when I went to Nigeria, there's just a level of comfortability. Like I keep saying to people, it felt like a hug. I can't explain it other than like, it feels like a hug. It feels like you're going back home. You know, like if you hug your mom or your grandma, whoever's that really close to you, like maybe your dad or your granddad or someone that you like, your uncle, someone that's older than you, that when you hug them, they give you that mm, embrace. I don't even know what that's like because I don't really... I don't really have that. But like, I imagine that's what it feels like. That's, I imagine what that feels like. And what that feels like is what it feels like when I go to Nigeria. Like when I go, when I step out, when I'm walking, even if it's a few moments where no one ain't troubling me, no one ain't saying whatever, that's, it feels like home. I'll give you an example, right? So Kenny, if you're listening, shouts to you. Um, Kenny is my mum's best friend's son, right? And we were obviously in Nigeria, we were staying at his house. And there was a couple of days we just went to go get suya, yeah? So you've done about suya, you need to get to know. Anyway, so we went down to get suya and we've walked down. So I'm, you know, dressed however, he's dressed however. And we're just walking down, it's dark, walking down the road, like to the market, right? And you know, markets in Nigeria, they're just open all the time. Like late at night, it's just popping off, yeah? People have got street, you know, street food or whatever on the side of the road. So we're walking down, and I'll never forget this. I think we did it a couple of times, maybe two or three times. I remember one time we were just talk, walking and talking, and we were just walking and talking. And from the time we left the house to the time we went to get Suya, to the time we came back, 
Um, must have been about, I don't know, maybe 20, 30 minutes. We're having a bit of a stroll. And no one troubled us. No one didn't look at me. No one didn't stop. No one didn't, because sometimes you get stirred out and by whatever. No one did nothing. I was talking, he was talking. I was walking, he was walking, we walked, we walked there and we walked back. It felt like I was just walking down Catford talking to my brethren. Like, it literally felt like home. And I remember being like, raw. we went all the way there and back and nothing happened. Like, no one didn't, not that anything would happen, but you know what I mean? Like, there was nothing out of the abnormal or no one went saying nothing to me or no one went staring at me, whatever. Brain in mind, it was dark. Of course, people can't really see you, but it just was like normal, like normal life. People were walking past normal, you know, saying good evening, saying, you know, shawa or whatever, like, you know, like you're nodding and all that, all that stuff, like, it just felt normal, and I was like, yo, this is crazy, but true say, if I was walking down Catford, duck, I'm still on my P's and Q's, even though it's my ends, and I can walk around or whatever, I'm still on my P's and Q's, it's not really my ends, you know what I mean, it's not really, and of course you get that in other countries and the rest of it, but I say all that to say, like, I think today was a real, the day I really realised I'm, like, really proud to be Nigerian, like, proud as in, like, of my heritage, you know, like, this is what I'm from, this makes me who I am, you know, there's certain things I've realised that Nigerians are hella strong, like, hella strong, and I've realised that's definitely part of my genetic makeup, there's a lot of things I do and don't do that just feel normal, well, not don't do, there's things, a lot of things I do that just feel normal to me, and and I know that's part of my Nigerian heritage, not say all Nigerian people are strong, but, you know, in general, African people are quite strong, do you know what I mean, so, to me, that's normal. I didn't really think, oh, genetics. I just thought it is what it is. But, you know, that's part of, of my hair, part of my makeup, you know. Um, so it was, just re- it was just a really great conversation. And I really felt like I belonged. And I don't think I'm probably going to get emotional right now. But I don't remember a time of me feeling like I belonged somewhere. Like, I'm. that's where I'm from. You know what I mean? I'm a part of that culture. I'm a part of that conversation even. And it was a really, really great moment for me. And I urge everyone just to go back home, man. Even just to see things and not as a tourist, not as a, like really go and just experience. Do you know what I mean? Be open, like listen, learn. Do you know what I mean? And go more than once if you can. Um, because it's just a different thing, man. The sun's different. Like people talk about how the sun, the sun is different. Your skin is different. Like, oh my God. Like the, the brown, the brownness I got on my skin from being in Nigeria was a different thing. Like I remember coming back from Turkey and being mad dark. Yeah. Cause I get, I tan really easy, mad dark. And like, yeah, you look dark. You're lucky you got a tan, but going Nigeria and coming back, it doesn't look like a tan. I can't even explain it. It doesn't look like, it just looks like your normal skin. Like you're just, oh, she was born that way. Like it doesn't even, I can't even explain it. I really can't explain it. But you just, your skin, the sun's different. Your skin is different. It loves your, the sun, the sun loves your skin just differently, man. It's just a whole, it's a whole thing, man. I literally love being out there. Like I, oh man, I really can't wait to go back. I really, really cannot wait to go back. I'm, I'm, Oh man, I need to go back, man. <laughs> I need to live over there, guys. Don't be surprised in the next couple of years. I don't live here no more. I'm just letting you know. Might not be Nigeria, but I'll be going to Nigeria a lot. I'll let you know that. That's my alarm telling me to inject. Alright, that's my alarm telling me to um inject myself. I've got to take blood thinners every single day. So, on that note, 
I'll love you guys and leave you. Um, let me know what you think about this episode. Have you been back home, wherever home is? Um, what was it like? What was your experience? Let me know. Hit me up. Have you been to anywhere in Africa? What was it like? Are you planning on going? Are you planning on staying in this country? You know, let me know if anything I said, like, sparks anything for you. It'll be great to have this conversation and keep it going. Do you know what I mean? And, um, yeah, man. Also, as I said in the last episode, um... I have an exhibition that I'm doing in April. Um, and if you are a black person and connected to Lucian Barra in any way, hit me up at Black in South on Instagram. And there's a link in the bio. Hit that, get involved, become part of my exhibition, get your picture taken, you know, be on the walls and that, have be interviewed and be a part of this great exhibition. But yeah, um, thank you for your time. Thank you for your ears and you'll definitely hear me next week maybe see me who knows (laughs) all right bye